You're listening to Behind the Red Shield, a podcast produced by the Salvation Army of Memphis and the Mid-South. I'm your host, Camille Connor. The purpose of this podcast is to go behind the scenes and hear from the people doing the daily work to achieve the Salvation Army's mission, which is to meet human needs in his name without discrimination. In this episode, I talk with two of our advisory board members. First up is a chat over Zoom with Susan Madden, who also happens to be a part of our Women's Auxiliary. And after the break, I have a phone conversation with Misty Rosser-White, who grew up in the Salvation Army Church. Let's get into the episode. For people who don't know, Susan Madden is was previously the president of the Women's Auxiliary, as well as previously an advisory board president. So just to give you an idea, you know a lot about the Salvation Army, right? <laughs> I do know a lot. Now that there's still, still more to learn, still yeah. more to learn. And so, I mean, can you just walk us through, you know, walk us back to when you first learned about the Salvation Army of Memphis? Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit further back. I grew up in Tupelo, Mississippi, and my uncle was president of the Salvation Army board in Tupelo, Mississippi, and my mother served on the board in Tupelo. And as a youth, I was, I will say, not a willing participant, but drugged to programs at the Salvation Army because at that time in my life, I was a little more selfish. But then when I became a mom and was raising my children in Memphis, Tennessee, I had a very good friend that I was in a prayer group with and had um, been for a number of years. And she was very involved with the Salvation Army. I think she even served as president of, I say the Army, the auxiliary, president of the Women's Auxiliary. And I just reached a point in my life where my children were um, kind of out from underneath me and not needing me as much. And I felt like it was time to start doing something volunteer wise. So I just very casually looked at her and said, you know, if y'all got anything that I can kind of test the water and get involved with a little bit at the Salvation Army, um, I'm happy to, to do some volunteering. Well, you can see where that landed me. Um, years later, but no, I did start by working down at the single women's lodge, um, helping coordinate special occasions for them, whether it be a jewelry night where we'd get the lady to come in and teach them how to make jewelry, a yoga night where we'd get a friend to come in and do yoga, an art night, we'd come in and let them do art. And we always got them, did the activity with them as well as fed them. Mm -hmm. And it was just a really neat time to have that interaction time with the women in the single women's lodge. So after that, I asked if there were other areas that I could be involved because another person rotated into that position after me. And then I started um, working down at the other shelters, going out on to the ARC and doing the birthday cakes and staying for their graduation nights and that's how it just all unfolded and just in the more time I was involved around the programs the more I fell in love with the Salvation Army it was contagious I mean it just just to see what the ministries were doing and how they were changing individuals lives daily was um, just so impactful to my life um, 
you know, I'd like to say that I've been a blessing to the Salvation Army, but no, they've been a blessing to me mm-hmm. um, to be able to see how God works and changes people's lives and hearts and puts, takes them from down and out to back on the right path. And um, it's just, it's exciting to wa- see the ministries of the Salvation Army at work. Yeah. And I mean, you really got to see it up close and personal. You know, we really appreciate every Christmas season when we have volunteers for Angel Tree and when we have ringers and oh my gosh, we need those personnel. But especially in the last couple of years, because of the pandemic, we haven't have had as many be able to come in mm-hmm. and, and really see the day-to-day with the clients that we have in our shelters, especially something like our single women's lodge here, you know, at the Purdue Center of Hope. So can you talk about, you know, some of the stories that you walked away with from that experience of volunteering with the single women's lodge? Being involved in their lives and and just seeing that they were, they were just men, just women, just like us, that it just had been dealt a hard blow and that they, you know, just needed people to love on them and, and to, to encourage them and to say, we're here for you, um, was just, you know, very impactful to me, um, to be a part of that. Um, just like I said, just being in their hands on is what really made me fall in love with the army. I know during this COVID, you talked about that. We lost a lot of that valuable ministry time because we weren't able to be in there. Um, and understandably so. Um, and it's taking us a little while in the auxiliary to get our momentum back because of losing that time out of the direct ministry. But we did get back out and ring bells this past year and um, have a you know, great group of women that go out and ring bells. And then another thing that, um, that the Memphis Women's Auxiliary was... Um, integral in getting going was the angel tree that was started by the women's auxiliary so that that's an exciting fun thing to be involved in each, every year yeah and I mean I've gotten to see you know some pictures from a few years ago of the women's auxiliary and um you know I've seen them counting some of the money that we've gotten from ringing or helping to organize angel tree and all of those things so I guess it's like I get to step into the past a little bit but for people who don't know what is the women's auxiliary well the women's auxiliary is basically a support arm of the army We are there to raise public awareness of the Army. We're there to um, give financial strength to the Army by raising public awareness. Um, And then we're there to be extra volunteers when when they're needed. Um, So we treat, it's kind of a three-tier purpose, uh, public awareness, volunteer hands, and financial support. Mm-hmm. And I just want people to know the women's auxiliary runs deep. Okay. Like we're not talking about a very small group of women. Like if you, if you, you guys were able to walk into that luncheon room, it was filled with dedicated women who really care a lot about the Salvation Army. And um, that was actually my second time really being around the women's auxiliary this year. I also got to meet some auxiliary members when we went out to um, hand out lunches to homeless individuals in Memphis Mm -hmm. through our mobile canteen. And you guys just do 
so much to really help us, like you said, get our name out there and also just be present and help to minister to people in our community. But I'm also curious to know, do you have any special memories with the Women's Auxiliary that you want to share? Gosh, I have so many special memories um, with the Women's Auxiliary. Um, probably one that's really touched me in a, a powerful way was the going to the graduation ceremonies for the women and the renewal place program and seeing those women and just watching them sing at the graduation dance at the graduation just sharing their story from where they come from those graduations were, are probably the most influential things I have attended um as an auxiliary member. Yeah. And so when you're sharing um, about the Salvation Army to people who may not know much about what we do outside of maybe seeing our kettle at Christmas time, what are some things that you tell people about the Salvation Army who, who don't know much about us? Well, the main thing I want people to know about the Salvation Army is, yes, we're more than the red buckets at Christmas. Um, but that we're in the ministry of not just changing people's um, meeting their needs physically, but we're in the business of changing their hearts. And um, I think don't think you can do one without the other. I just think you, it's hard to change a heart without meeting their needs. It's hard to meet needs without really caring about changing their heart. And I think um, that's what people need to know that that we're out there to make the whole person better. Yeah. And also uh, we talked about women's auxiliary, but also what led you to being an advisory board member, not just a member, but president as well. And is there anything you can share about that experience? Okay, you want me to be funny or you want me to be real? No. Um, I'll take well, both, I'll take both. <laughs> somebody, said, somebody said you had the word sucker written on your forehead when you were asked. But, uh, but no, honestly, at this point, my involvement in the, um, the um, auxiliary, I had truly fallen in love with the Salvation Army. Um, and then our area commander at the time, um, and I really worked well together. He was very, very involved. Not all area commanders are very involved in the auxiliary. He was very, very helpful and involved. And so I had gotten to know him pretty well. And so when um, they were recruiting some new board members for the next year, um, I was recruited as a board member and um, I don't know if it's a fault or a, um, a good trait, but I tend to speak my mind when I'm in a meeting. And um, sometimes if you talk too much, they just assume you are ready to be the leader. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, no, it just evolved um, by my, I think I had a lot of knowledge of the army that I didn't realize I had already from the auxiliary side that a lot of the board members even being board members didn't have so um anyway that that equipped me and then I like I said a great area commander we were in there learning together and mm -hmm. um forging forward and um they're not always been easy times I mean they're they're difficult times on the administrative side um you know always seems to me more ministry um, dollars needed than we have in the account so we always have that challenge um so it, it's 
it, it was it was a wonderful experience to be mm-hmm. the chair and to to learn all the ins and outs not all but most of the ins and outs of what it takes to operate yeah like you said it's not easy to always you know do as much as we want to always do you know it takes money like anything else but um how valuable would you say this organization has been to memphis and in this community i don't know that you can place a value on it it's been invaluable i mean it's just been um it's been here since the 1900s in memphis tennessee it's had different um focuses along the way but um you know, we've got some pretty strong statistics that show what we're doing here in Memphis at our shelters is working. And we are effectively changing lives. And when you change a life, one thing that our very own Sharon Cash um, says is that you change generations. Because when changing a person's life, that affects their children who then affect their children. So it's a it's a generational change that the Salvation Army does. And um, I'm just proud of the work of the Army and just absolutely proud to be involved any way I can be. Yes, ma'am. And uh, for people who may be interested in getting involved, how can people get involved with the Women's Auxiliary? Well, we do actually have um, a website that you can go on. It's actually under the Salvation Army Memphis.org. And then there's a little pull down for the auxiliary. And then you can click on that and find out how to get involved with the auxiliary. Um, and, and there's a contact person to be, reach out to. Um, we um, always have needs of service, of serving. So um, the more hands, the lighter the load, but you know, I tell my friends, I said, come do something, come with me to something. And then I really don't even have to sell it again mm-hmm. because they see it um, firsthand or they go to with me. I got several women involved going with me down to single women's lodge to do some of the activities and they just fell in love with it. So um, it sells itself once you get them there. Yeah. And I mean, since you have so much experience, any advice for newcomers, anything you think they should know beforehand? Well, you know, getting involved with just the women, the auxiliary women themselves, it's fun. You make a lot of new friends and that's great. But what will really, really impact you is direct ministry with the, the, the women in the program or men in the program. Um, that's really where you will re- be rewarded the, the most. Um, and so I always encourage them to get outside of their comfort zone. A lot of people are not comfortable in that and to, and to do it, um, they, they will be blessed. So that would be my advice. You know, get me, come in, meet some new women, meet, um, learn a little bit about it, but then go get involved in direct ministry with them now that the doors are open again after COVID. So that would be my suggestion. That's right. Anything else you want to add about the Salvation Army that you feel people should know? Well, we always hear this. I say we always, I've always heard it and I expect other people have heard it as well, that the Salvation Army does the most with your dollars than any other nonprofit organization in direct ministry. So 
you know, if you want your dollars going into ministry, directly into ministry, not paying a lot of administrative um, dollars, you give your money to the Salvation Army. We'd like to take a moment to let our listeners know about this year's Angel Tree program in Memphis. This year, we have over 4,000 angels in our community looking to be adopted. And with your help, we can make sure each one of them wakes up to gifts on Christmas morning. Head to angeltreememphis.org. There, you'll be able to choose a child or a senior to adopt. The deadline to send in new unwrapped gifts is December 9th. Thanks to you, they'll be able to experience the magic of Christmas. Let's get back to the episode. Today we have Misty Rosser White. Um, so just to give people an idea of who you are right now, you're on our advisory board. You're also an insurance agent. Is that correct? That is correct. I own a business and um, I try to stay in the community quite a bit, including the Salvation Army, which is near and dear to my heart. Yes. And I first met you during Salvation Army Week a few months ago in May um, when you were able to talk to our advisory board and your connection with the Salvation Army goes a lot further back than just being on the advisory board, right? Absolutely. Um, without stating my age, um, but I became involved with the Salvation Army as a little girl um, when my family, who lived at that time in San Diego, California, um, attended the church. And uh, that's how we became affiliated with the Salvation Army. Uh, and again, I did say California, this is Tennessee. So when my father retired from the military uh, and they had to decide where they would start our life, <laughs> they felt like Memphis was a great area to um, raise a family. Um, and we moved to Memphis. And the Salvation Army is worldwide, international. And a lot of people don't know that, so I always try to make sure people understand how big it is. Um, and when we moved to Memphis, I was in elementary school, and uh, they had three churches there, and we joined one of the churches. So my history with the Salvation Army um, is on starts with the church side, um, and that's how um, I got my start with the Salvation Army. And I mean, how did that feel to be able to move from one state to another and know that you were already going to have a church home? Well, probably as a fourth grader, I probably didn't think about it much. I was just probably happy to play with my dolls. <laughs> it, it was nice to move to a new place, but um, I don't really recall if been a big change in my life but it was great because one thing we were we were closer to family um but we were already familiar with some of their programs um and like i said growing up um there are so many programs in the salvation army um that they offer you know as church members and as community members um i spent a lot of time so it wasn't just uh going to church on sundays at all um, the activities of Salvation Army included sunbeams and girl guards, which is the equivalent 
of Girl Scouts and Brownies. Um, we had youth leadership programming. Um, we traveled. Uh, my fondest memories of the Salvation Army growing up is going to Camp Del Hollow and uh, spending weeks and weeks during the summertime in camp, just enjoying God's beautiful camp and the fellowship, getting to know people uh, from other parts um, and, and growing and developing spiritually. That was, those are my fondest memories as a child of the Salvation Army. What do you feel made the Salvation Army so unique and such a great place to be around as a child when you were growing up? Well, it was the life I knew. Um, it was a very healthy environment. Um, it was Christian based. Uh, so we were being raised um, and um, it was morals and values, um, you know, involved in Sunday school, in the ministry. Um, and like I said, the programming, I even remember middle school um, attending the VA certain, certain nights in the month delivering donuts and coffee to the veterans. We did that as, as teenagers uh, volunteering then. Um, we ran kettles. I remember uh, the Southland Mall on certain days during the week, during kettle time, we would go after school and, and ring kettles. Uh, and on weekends, we, we did that. So we constantly gave back, but we also received a group um, in the various ministries. Yeah. And I mean, just hearing that at a young age, you were encouraged and had the chance to give back to this community. What was it about, you know, being able to do, to do that with a church like the Salvation Army that you feel continues to carry over into your adult life now that you are a professional? Is there, are there any values that you feel like you picked up from that church experience that you still hold on to today? Absolutely. Um, the giving just continues. It became a way of life. Uh, so it continues. Um, Salvation Army is first and foremost deepest in my heart. Um, although I'm a, a member and parts of a number of other uh, organizations, some religious, um, Salvation Army has always been the fondest. You know, when, when you grow up with something and it, it becomes deep and embedded in your heart in the way of your life, it, it's just life. Uh, you don't think of anything else. In fact, uh, I've raised my children to be givers. Um, at very, very young ages, they stood out and rang bells too. So um, they look forward to it even um, even now on at, 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 since it is seasonal. Uh, giving back during that time. Um, you know, it's been so many different facets of my life. Um, I got married in Salvation Army Church. Really? <laughs> you know, although, although I never, um, no, I won't say never. Although I was not a, a, a church member, um, I ended up changing membership, not because I fell out with the Salvation Army, but I was looking for some other things in life and, mm -hmm. and found another church that I identify with at that time in my life. Mm -hmm. Although I never gave up on the Salvation Army, but when it came time to, to marry, um, I wanted to marry in the Salvation Army Church. So um, it's, it, it, it remains today a part of a part of my life. My mother, who's now deceased, uh, she continued with her membership there. Uh, in fact, my brothers 
and sisters, we all, you know, growing up together in the Salvation Army, they're still givers and do give back. And I always reach out to them, too, if I'm working on something with Salvation Army. I always reach out to them and say, okay, come on. <laughs> it's time to give. So, um, and, and I bring other people, too, involved in it, um, other business partners and um, people that I network with. I always uh, extend the opportunity that the Army has to volunteer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, those people that I brought in, and shared and open up and and help them understand the army, you know, enjoy giving back even every year, even now. Yeah. And I mean, as someone that grew up in the army, I feel like you have a pretty good understanding of all that we do. So when you do meet someone and you're explaining to them, what's something that you feel that you have to let them know about the Salvation Army that they don't already no, because like you said, we do so much. So kind of what's your elevator pitch to people when you're explaining, you know, the what the Salvation Army does? You know, I, I always think it's important that people know the Salvation Army um, started as a church in England over 200 years ago with the boot. So um, I always want to make sure that they understand that um, because most people are familiar with the kettle. Uh, and, and, and that's a huge faucet of, of the Army, but certainly not the other thing, because, you know, I would jump even to this day to go back to Capsdale Hollow just to see and reminisce and spend a few nights there to, you know, just relax and, 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 and remember how, how great, you know, that place was and what an impact it was. So I try to make sure they understand that it's a church, um, it's Christian-based, um, because that you know, that was so important to me. That helped develop me and sustain me. That kept me out probably trouble, <laughs> you know, my religious values, which I learned uh, as a basis in the Army. So that's the first thing. And, you know, and then the program, I mean, I always, you know, try to let them know um, other things that we do, you know, not just ring kettles, um, but, you know, here in Memphis, you know, the Salvation Army is one of the biggest uh, programs um, to provide shelter for um, men, women, children, you know, and, and, and not just temporary shelter, but help people to, to, to reestablish themselves in life. Um, so a lot of people don't know that. So I just try to bend their ear with it as much time as they allow me to and share so that, you know, next time they see the, uh, the logo, you know, they can identify that it's definitely uh, big in our community, and it really has helped our community uh, over the years and even, you know, going forward. That's great. And also, so as an advisory board member, why did you want to, um, you know, dedicate your time to the advisory board? And what are some of the things that you could tell people about what the advisory board does? Well, the advisory board oversees and makes sure that the mission of the Salvation Army uh, continues. Um, it's made up of a number of members in the community who have various gifts um, to give back, uh, not just with fundraising, but uh, leadership, um, looking out, its development, um, just want to make they want to just make sure that it remains the wholesome uh, organization that it was started 
out as. So um, we meet monthly and even a little more frequently than, than that, depending on what committee you're in, just to make sure in different areas that, um, th that the mission statement is, is carried out. And then also, you know, you were just spending some time with your dad today and he's, you know, the reason you, your parents are the reason you guys uh, got involved in the Salvation Army as kids. Are there any memories that your dad has of the Salvation Army? You talked a little bit about your mom's involvement. Is there, are there any memories that your dad still maybe talks about when it comes to the Salvation Army? My father can probably tell you he's cooked a lot of meals. You know, we would have hot lunch and stuff. So he's probably done that. He was one of those that, that made sure we were all ready to go to church, although he was not, uh, an, he's not an active member, but he was, he probably knows as much, almost as much as we do about it. Um, not that he went to another church, but, you know, he just chose not to go. But he always made sure that we tithe. Um, you know, that we were ready for church. We had everything that we needed. And whenever there was something going on where we, you know, brought things from home, you know, just as regular churches do have dinners and stuff like that, because he's a big cook. He was, I can remember him making all that big pots of spaghetti to, to, uh, to some of our potlucks. So, uh, and just like I said, probably just watching us develop and grow uh, and still seeing us, uh, we still take them around to some of their events. You know, if there's a concert or something, I may um, ask him if, if he'd like to attend with me because, you know, he still has very, very fond memories of being a part of the Army. And for anyone that may be on the fence about, you know, getting involved or learning more about the Salvation Army, what would you tell them about the Salvation Army of Memphis and what we do for the community here? Anyone on the fence is welcome to reach out to me, but to reach out to the Army because there are always needs in our community. Um, we hear a lot of bad things on the news, but I'd like to even hear more great things that the Army is, is doing. I'd like to see that in the news more, that they can cover more stories like that, not just at Christmas time, but, but through, throughout. Um, I don't... I, I don't know of anyone that's had a bad experience giving their time and talent to an organization that 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 filters right back into the community. Uh, you know, that's got to be the greatest gift you can give, the gift of yourself, your time and your talent. So, you know, it may not be just a, a financial contribution. Yes, uh, we definitely need those contributions because that's what that's what keeps organizations running is funding. So that is huge, but just, and if they can see, it's not just Memphis, but, you know, all over the country. Um, the Croc Center here is huge. The, the men um, fellowships, the women and children um, ministries, you know, where we, we are helping people. Um, and we are helping people and when, when they might be the, the lowest in their lives, you know, and Sometimes when you lose something in your life because of some event that may have happened or um, could be some dependency issues or things like that or just homeless, um, a, an organization that can take you as you are and help you to overcome that, help you build back and, and, and restructure yourself, your life, maybe make a few more decisions or encourage you to make a little few better decisions so that you can have better outcomes. 
anyone that wants to be a part of that, share a part of that, bring your money, bring your time, bring your talent. Uh, it's definitely worthwhile. And to to be a part of, of helping someone, that's got to be the greatest proud moment that someone can have in their life. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You know what? Thank you so much for sharing your history with the Salvation Army. And thank you for continuing to be involved with our organization and being like a cheerleader for us. <laughs> oh, I, I love the Army. And um, like I said, I wouldn't be where I am today if it were not for the Army. Um, and if it's, if it's one life or more than one life that I can impact, share with, give back, help finance, I am all for it because it's definitely what makes the world go round. And we all need this type of love in our lives. Agree. Thank you so much, Misty. And I really appreciate you sharing your story with us today. That wraps up this week's episode of Behind the Red Shield. If you'd like to learn more about the Salvation Army of Memphis and the Mid-South, you can head to our website at SalvationArmyMemphis.org. There, you'll also find ways to get involved. We have several volunteer opportunities this holiday season, and you can sign up to be an Angel Tree volunteer or a bell ringer for our Red Kettle campaign. All the info is on our volunteer page. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Salvation Army Memphis. Don't forget to join us next week for a brand new episode. You can find it by subscribing to our Salvation Army Memphis YouTube page or subscribing to Behind the Red Shield on iTunes Podcast or Spotify. Thanks for listening.